can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Do you need an amazing waterproofing product? Look no more. BaseCrete is the number one cementitious 100% waterproofing membrane with a proprietary blend of polymers and specialized content. An easy to use all-in-one waterproofing membrane and bond coat that provides exceptional strength and unparalleled adhesion, yet remains flexible to absorb movement and the underlining concrete structure. With its range of application, BaseCrete is the ideal solution to protect or repair any concrete structure for use in swimming pools, roofs, terraces, foundations, cellars, deck, etc. It adheres directly to the substrate. No primer, no bond coat. How easy is that? We now continue with part two of Heather's interview with Vito Mariano, president of BaseCrete Technologies. We, yeah, we see so many stairs where the, that's where the rebound note goes, you know. Yeah. Well, because they don't do that blowtorch. And a lot a lot of people don't use that blowtorch like they're supposed to on the steps. They do it on the walls and the floors, but it's like they forget the damn tanning ledges and the steps. So as contractors, we yeah. have to watch that because while we expect who we're hiring to know that, it's our job as contract to be is just as educated as contractors applying it to make sure your PSI is where it's supposed to be. Like my pools start at four and 5,000 PSI, period. I don't go under that. No exceptions. And they have to have that blowtorch, especially on those steps, because that's where it's going to that's where it's going to go. You're already doing the floors, most of them, but make sure you get the little spots as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it brings up uh, something that happened to me about you know, five years ago. I was in Miami. And I was meeting with this pool. It was on the 20th floor. Disaster leaking. And I said, it's leaking behind the stairs. Well, well, how do you know that? I said, well, because well, the line meets the floor. The transitionary is a perfect line, eight inches thick. There's a perfect four foot line uh, where you can see the the uh, calcium buildup. I said you got to take the stairs apart. Well, why do we want to do that? Anyways, to make a long story short, it's just because all the rebound is in your stairs. It's uh, sucking up water. You have to remove that in order to get it. You can't capsulate it. Well, let's capsulate it. I said, well, you really can't. It's sucking water up like a sponge. Well, you know. Anyways, I went and got a, a ten inch screwdriver and a hammer. I virtually went there with the engineers and I drove it like a spike into the concrete with like and two or they three saw the water coming out. Yeah. The drive, the drive, the screwdriver disappeared. And, 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 and you're right. When I pulled it out, the water was coming up. It was so saturated. They kind of looked at each other and thought, well, what do we need to do from here? We get it. I said, well, remove it. Jackhammer the stairs out. Let's get to the transition area and then do it right. But well, good. You know, that was and the they stuff did it, that I've right? done over the years. They did. They had to. I had no choice. Good. Yeah. Either that or I wouldn't put my product on it. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Agreeable. Yeah. So let's dive into a little bit about you personally, because not a lot of people know you personally like I do. So let's talk about yeah. some of your hobbies and I'll let you discuss what you want to share and what you don't. But I hopefully you share what I think you're going to. And um, oh, 
Of course. Like, what do you love to do when they kick you out of the office? What does Vito love to do? Well, believe it or not, I've been a musician since I was 12 years old. I don't think anybody knows that. So uh, when I travel, I always bring this with me. It's his trumpet. No matter where I go, I got my horns with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll find a quiet place or I'll play with my mouthpiece when I'm driving just to keep my chops in shape. But um, I've been playing um, my horn since I was 12. That's my, my number one passion other than my family, my business. But that is my stress relief. Um, I would actually play for it now, but because I'm up here and it's a little bit colder weather, the instrument is really cold. It mm-hmm. takes me about a half an hour to warm up. Maybe we can get that um, on when your I next play, podcast. I don't, yeah, I'll warm up. I'll, yeah, I'll give you guys a little bit yeah. of fun. Uh, play yeah. some melodies for it. But I'm, I'm a jazz fanatic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a jazz nut. Um, over the years, I've uh, got to sit in with some pretty interesting people over the years. Um, uh, I don't want to mention too many, I don't, no names because it doesn't really matter, but I've met some interesting jazz uh, giants. Uh, and uh, I had a scholarship at the age of 16 to go to Loyola State University of Jazz, uh, which is probably one of my number one regrets. But I had your typical Italian father that was like, I don't know, you're going to be a bum playing your horn on the streets for nickels and dimes. You got to learn a trade. Um, I'm so grateful because you know, I learned the trade. Uh, my dad was a stonemason, and uh, that paid my way into learning at night. While well, I learned the trade, of, my trade is actually cement, and uh, I'm a stonemason by trade. Uh, that I haven't done in many, many, many years, but it paid my way into night school and engineering and, and learning how to compositions of concrete. And then my dream was to build bridges. That never happened, so I started manufacturing back in the 80s. And it's, so gonna... my pa- it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna pause you for a second. So a lot of people don't know this either, but you said engineering. So dab on that a bit. Yeah. Well, um, I went to night school uh, for mm-hmm. about two years. It's an engineering course. It's really about structural concrete engineering, not to become an engineer, just to learn everything there is um, about concrete. Well, there's a university of, uh, I think it's the University of Toronto. The gentleman's uh, his name is uh, Dr. Hooten. He's one of the world's most renowned um, uh, concrete specialists. He's in his late 80s today, but I learned so much from him back in the uh, in the late 80s. Um, uh, we, him and I both worked on. I learned so much from him. We both worked on a uh, on a court case back then, and litigation, which I also do. Um, as long as it's when I'm not litigating against a, comp- a component. Of, or, or a competitor in, in my industry. I won't do that because I don't think it's ethical. Um, but I get uh, lawyers that call me an awful lot to help them with litigation, and I do that. I've never lost a case, by the way, which I think is interesting. And uh, that's always been fun. But, you know, when I get back from work, actually, after this podcast, I'm probably going to play my horn for about an hour and, um, you know, and get it out of the way. If I don't play it uh, every day, uh, it's some it's a muscle you lose you yeah. you know you use 200 facial muscles you know that because i just found out something new from you you play the horn which is Thank great you. it's a great instrument it is yeah. uh, yep uh, french horn i started on trumpets a little about me a lot of people don't know this but in high school well i'm sorry in middle school i started my teacher started me on trumpet well i just i got really good at it and i became first chair for my you know entire little middle school so then you switched me over to french horn because we needed more horn players for french horn and so 
did that. Love the sound. I mean, the French horn took me a little bit more because, you know, the mouth size on that versus trumpet is like totally different. And it took me. Was, oh, yeah. And so getting that lip around my teeth, I had a hard time doing that because I got, you know, I got big oh. front teeth. So <laughs> I had a hard time, but I became really I became really good at that. And then when we went to like ULL competitions, they actually taught me on saxophone because they needed help on the saxophone during UIL competitions. So I did sax. I did French horn. I did trumpet. I did all three of them. And then whatever the band needed at the time for our marching, I would play that instrument. So sometimes I would be French horn, sometimes I'd be trumpet, sometimes I'd be saxophone. And to have somebody that did reed instruments with brass, it was like very uncommon. But I'm like, it's not hard, you know, it's very simple. You just play it. And saxophone to me is the most easiest instrument because you just adjust on the reed and then you play your notes. It's not like the trumpet and horn where you adjust the notes with your mouth. So. Well, yeah, and you're, you got three vowels. Yep. You got three fingers. And then you have the embouchure of your mouth with 200 muscles. Yep. You have to create the same amount of notes, the same speed pretty well if you needed to, as a piano with 88 keys. So you got three fingers, three vowels, and you have your, your, your chops. That's it. So it is a very challenging. There's, believe me, I, there's days I have dents in my horn from probably biting down on it. Or throwing it up against the wall because it couldn't hit the seat. So. Oh yeah, and then yeah. adjusting adjusting your your pinky to make sure you're all in the tune and everywhere you're supposed to be at the same time. That pitch, it's just yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, I haven't a, it's a I haven't played in a few years though. I will I will tell you I haven't played in a few years, but it's like once you pick it back up, it's 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 like embedded it, in your blood yeah. kind of deal. You know, it's like it's a it's a muscle, right? So it's yeah. a, a muscle memory and. You know, you have to. It's like uh, you know, you're 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 a you're a runner. You don't run mm -hmm. for a few months and then you start running again. It, it hurts. Yeah. Um, you know, playing a, a, a brass instrument's the same thing. Even playing the piano, it's all muscle memory, right? Yeah. Um, I just ordered a new flugelhorn, so the that, the transition for me going from the flugelhorn, for instance, this is a, my mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, the mouthpiece for trumpet versus a flugelhorn is completely different. That yeah. transition. Uh, it's very difficult, and I was I have a hard time with it. So, um, things that we do, it's all I good. Know. To relieve stress. It's all good. To relieve stress. I know. It, it's like yeah. everybody has, and I like I do business coaching too, and not a lot of people, you know, know that. But I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of gradually advertising that a little bit more, and you know, Rudy, Rudy does it with me, and yeah. I'm like, okay, the the one thing, like I just had an interview with somebody. It's like, what do you do to relieve stress? Like the the company that I just, you know, had my first interview with with them. Cause I interview them, they interview me. We, we make sure we're a good fit, right? Like you and I, Vito, we hit it off really well. So it's also you gotta make sure that as a business coach, you I I look at you as one of my coaches. You know, you teach me a lot. That's what a business coach does. And the same thing for our, you know, our clients is okay, what do you do to relieve stress? What is your stress reliever because you can't just work all the damn time like that's where i started many many years ago i was working until two three in the morning my hubby was like all right look look here bitch you gotta you gotta stop doing this because you've got no time for me and i'm like okay yeah. well i have you i'm married to you i have you years later down the road right but that's actually non-factual you know that'll ruin a marriage and it almost did hubby and i almost divorced yeah. Not a lot of people know that, but um, that's okay. We're in a much better place now because I was constantly working. Like my focus was on the job versus my family and it's not healthy. So you, it's always good to have that release to 
to relax you and get you recentered and refocused to make sure that you understand that there's more to life than work. Work will always be there. Spend time with your family, spend time with your loved ones, with your passions, with what you love to do. Like I love to travel and Vito, I am going to take you up on that, you know, with your nice little um, house out and you know where um, I'm going, we are going. Good. Well, just to better that. So I have interesting friends really kind of all over the world. I do have some interesting, uh, beautiful mm -hmm. friends. Um, so I have a friend of mine who owns a castle in South France. He owns a chalet. I have another friend of mine that owns uh, an old monastery built in the 13th century in Portugal, which is where one of my new warehouses are. Things that happen, and I think they're gifts, uh, meeting great people. I met some yeah. horrible people in my life, too. Um, some really bad people that have always tried to steal from me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that walk around with a big heart. I'm the big 255-pound right. teddy bear, you know. Yeah. And I'd rather go down being the teddy bear guy than being a bad person. So I think everything I do with my business, I treat everybody uh, with respect. Launch your product with the Talking Pools podcast by placing your ad here. For information on sponsoring the Hump Days with Heather podcast, contact us at talkingpools at gmail.com. My, my new thing in, in, in is traveling as well. I, I mean, you know, traveling is easier for me because I have clients all over the world, you know, Jordan, Dubai, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Italy, France, Portugal, the, the Netherlands. Uh, I mean, I can sit here and just for an hour and tell you other countries I do business. In. And I get offers from all my, some of these clients, come on down, I'll buy your flight, I'll put you in a nice hotel room, I'll put you in a castle, you know, I'll put you, you, you know, in a monastery, which is fun. And, you know, you can take advantage of some of it but i don't want to always have it business yeah uh, i am looking forward to the day i just pick up my horn and i'm playing my instrument without any distraction in my head my biggest regret outside of my business and my family is not being a professional trumpet player that's always been my fantasy so and when i'm stressed out my wife looks at me she goes you know she'll just tell me you know what you need to disappear for a bit in your go, go to the music room and play your horn yeah, which you know she likes hearing me play, which is nice. Yeah, and that's she amazing. Didn't. She knows that she knows what your release is, so she sees it in you, and she helps you. Right. Yeah. So we work together as a team, you know. Good. And uh, but that's it. I got so much more to do, and I think in the next couple of years, before I start backing off quite a bit, my team are so in tune to the way I am, the way I think, and, and believe it or not, we joke around in my office an awful lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we we play jokes on each other. We, we, we're kind of a funny bunch. In my, What's in my the office. biggest prank your office has pulled on another employee? Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's been quite a few of them. One of the, well, inside the warehouse itself was uh, one of the shipments that came in. It was about $150,000 worth of material that was inside one of the containers. And they got a call saying that, um, you know, it's uh, the guy drove it all the way back. Because he hit uh, a curve, the truck flipped over, and they brought it back up. And we actually thought it was a joke. 
So everybody ran to the warehouse. There was 965 gallon containers of product. So we thought it was a joke because we're always playing jokes each other until they opened up the back of the truck. Wow. You want to talk about damage? I mean, when we cried at the same time, we started laughing because we thought, oh, my God, this is going to be a practice. It wasn't. It never turned. We laugh about it now. Yeah. But the guys, they worked at it in the Florida heat, which is like 100 degrees. It's just horrible. And they worked at it for three days trying to get everything straightened out and, uh, and cleaned up again. Oh, man. And one other thing that happened that was really funny is one of our contain, one of our resins we're, we're short of. So we had to hire, uh, we had to uh, rent a cube van. Well, this resin, you know how resins work. They're acrylic based. Some of the stuff that we do is acrylic based resin and had to drive to Tampa, go down to one of the distributors, pick up a 45 gallon drum. So it's one of those cardboard drums with a plastic lid, lid with a clip on it that clips the lid in, in, in place. Well, when we loaded up into the van, it was at the back of the door. Well, you know, having to be driving because we needed it to, because uh, we stopped blending until we got that product. He slammed his brakes. Well, that 45-gallon drum, yeah, exactly. And it went down all, and came up all up over his face in front of all over the windshield. Oh, he my drove God. For an hour. And he said, I got the phone call, a little bit of a mishap. I don't know how to tell you this, but... Um, the thing flipped over. I slammed my brakes. Well, the lid popped. We had to peel him out of the truck. I couldn't stop laughing because he had really hairy legs, and he was stuck together. His we had to peel. He had no hair left in his body. It took us hours to peel the stuff off him. I bet he'll he never should, do that again. That hurts so bad. I'm oh sure. God. He's still hairless, but we had to peel. Like he was stuck in an hour. The acrylic went hard. On, so note to self, lady. Like, don't pay for oh. laser hair removal. Just go to Vito. He'll give you a nice permanent laser <laughs> hair removal. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest thing that ever happened. But at the time, it felt horrible. But now I just, I look at it. I used to look at him today and I still pop. I still, I still start laughing. It's so funny. Oh, God. No, really, we had to pee. We, I could just turned imagine. Into, he turned, yeah, he turned into plastic. That's what happened. Oh, we had to peel yeah. it off. Yeah. Oh, boy. At least yeah. it's not like affecting yeah. his breathing in his mouth because it went all over him. God, his eyes, his eyelids were stuck together. It was horrible. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Well, Vito, yeah. it's been an honor to talk with you, and we will um, touch base in about a month or two and go over more about your intercepts and what the new products you've got coming out. I'm really interested to let the viewers and listeners know about that. And hopefully we can dive a little bit deeper into that. I just want to kind of give an introduction as to who you are and what you do, as if nobody really doesn't know that already, because he's at every trade show. Speaking of the trade show, are you going to, to the Vegas trade show? As far as I know, yes. I think I have two booths there. Okay, perfect. So everybody stop by the Vegas trade show and you will see him most of the time. And his kids are there most of the time as well. Super amazing family. Super awesome product. Yeah, and if you need help learning how to do it, he'll be more than happy to help you. They have training classes. That last one I think was in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. You can go and get you know training into your for Certified. your certificate yeah. yep for your certification application um highly suggest doing that because there's going to be a well you think you're knowing what you're doing but you're really not so it, the mixing ratio on them is so easy with his you just mix it with water pop it in there roll it on be done um intercepts going to be a little bit more you know in detail than that but always go get your certifications and help 
understand the product and start using it because it's amazing. I love it. And remember, it's very important. It's a good point. We don't charge for certifying people. We love to train you. doesn't cost you anything. Get us on your job site. Let us know. We'll show up with our tools and help and get you certified on site. It's not, it's not an issue with us. Yeah. yeah. Man, Vito, why don't you, um, so, I need to redo, I need to redo mine. Why don't you come, um, come, come down here for, for my build I'm doing and just re- recertify my applicators. Tell you what, you get, a, you get your French horn on, I'll bring my trumpet. I'll come down and certify you and then we'll jam at night. Well, jam, just jam. <laughs> All right, Vito. Well, I appreciate it so much guys. And thank you so much for listening until we talk again. Have a wonderful day guys. You too. Keep up the good work, Heather. You can call me anytime. Ask me anything you need. Always. Thanks. And by the way, and by the way, the alternative valve on the trumpet as well as is on the D is on the third valve. One finger. I'll One. tell you about that later. <laughs> of course. Of Thank course. You. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 